Hello there. So I'm back with the next part of the James Bond review series, and we've come now on to the third James Bond, which is uh, Roger, late great Roger Moore. He uh, started, in, I think it was uh, 1973, with uh, Live and Let Die. I've not reviewed this one, though, because I'm not reviewing all the Bond films, so I'm sort of skipping ahead now. Just not got time to do all that, though. I did watch Live and Let Die a couple of years ago, and I do like it. He was successful. Uh, so the film made more money than Diamonds Are Forever and even and You Only Live Twice so he outgrossed the last two Sean Connery films and it was actually quite a big step forward in many ways because once Sean Connery left for good he, there was always, there would obviously be that worry that they wouldn't be able to recreate create the success again because well George Lazenby's one and only attempt made significantly less money than any of the Connery films so they needed to really get this right. As I mentioned uh, yesterday in my Diamonds Are Forever review, they did consider recasting an American before Sean Connery uh, re-signed for that one last film. You've got, um, well, because uh, I mentioned they, they considered Burt Reynolds. I forgot to mention they, also, they were also considering doing Adam West, you know, Batman. See, uh, he would have been good as well. He actually would have had the suave charm for it, but they wanted to do an English person for it. And when it came to recasting again, they went with Roger Moore, who'd obviously done The Saint, had great success with that, which actually in many ways was had James Bond elements. So Roger Moore was perfect casting for this, because he could, he could ca carry the, the same suaveness as Sean Connery, but he did bring a lighter touch to this. So I'm doing the second film, they're reviewing this, The Man with the Golden Gun. Now, I vaguely remember watching this as a kid and liking it, but... I rewatched it again the other night for the first time in years to the point where I couldn't really remember a great deal about it. So I rewatched it again for the first time in, in years. The film was basically centered around a plot it was a hitman who has a golden gun, hence the title, uh, Scaramanga, played by Christopher Lee. So Bond says out to stop him. Uh, this film was very badly reviewed, from what I can tell. A lot of people just flat out didn't like it. It's got like a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, but as I've always said, Rotten Tomatoes is not always the way the thing to go by. I actually like this film quite a bit. I enjoyed it. It's not great. It's not one of the best Bond films, but it's enjoyable. It's breezy. It has its flaws, but it's fun. I would say that. You've got Moore here. He's really... He's coming along quite nicely. And one thing I was quite surprised about, there is a scene with Maud Adams' character where he is quite aggressive in it. And I never really remembered him as being the aggressive Bond, but that was more like a Sean Connery thing. But he actually works quite well. He's actually very, um, what's the word? He's very convincing in this part. Whereas you always remember him for the, the, the one-liners and the charm and everything like that. But he actually worked well. He was good when he needed at that when he needed to be. So that was actually quite surprising. The film does have its silly elements, I will say that, like a bit, a bit when a car's spinning around and you have a cartoonish sound effect, it's like, that was completely unnecessary. And they bring in, they, they bring in this annoying cop character who was in um, A Love and Let Die, uh, he was meant to be a parody of like the, the, the racist locals when they were making Love and Let Die, who, who originally wouldn't let them film there, but... It was meant to be a parody of that, and this character, for some reason, actually got popular with audiences, so they inexplicably brought him back for a man with a golden gun. So, I don't know, it was quite annoying, but whatever. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, the, in many ways, the, as great as Moore is, the real star of this film is Christopher Lee as Scaramanga. Of course, Christopher Lee was, I think, a second cousin to Ian Fleming, or a step-cousin to Ian Fleming. So, that was interesting, fun little bit of trivia there. 
Uh, Chris Lee, absolute legend, you know, he's great. Before this, he got incredibly famous by doing Dracula for the Hammer horror films. And here, he's great, though. He's one of the best Bond villains. I don't think this is one of the best Bond films, but I do think he's got one of the best villains. Very entertaining. He's got, he's got the great presence. He's got a very suaveness as well. It's almost like another side of the Bond coin as well, like a darker side of the Bond coin, which is actually quite interesting. There are some similarities, which I think works really well here. Christopher Lee's such a great actor. What a legend, of course, but he got famous for playing Dracula. But he's also been, of course, here in Bond, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, you know. He's ticked off the boxes for a lot of the uh, massive legendary uh, franchises. So, yeah, but... And this film is fun, it's entertaining. This film is does have it had its bad reputation and things, but you know, I liked it. I had fun with it. Like I said, it's got its flaws and it's it has quite silly in parts. I will say the pre title sequence is a bit off putting and I remember watching this the other night thinking, No, I'm not sure about this. However, once the film proper gets going it's actually a lot of fun, very entertaining. Uh and of course you've well, the film works well. It's, it's absolutely at a good old pace as well. I didn't really feel the pace lagging at any point. So I had more fun with this than I did with, what was it, the previous three films that I'd watched. You know, The Last Two Conneries and The Lazing Beast. So, you know, it never scales the heights of the bet of the first four, but, you know, it's there. It's a, it's a fun little film. Uh, of course, we have got, uh, what's it, Brett Eklund as the... As the uh, what was her name? Mary Goodnight, one of the ludicrous name, but, you know, her character was kind of just there as set dressing, but she did a good job of it, and she looked amazing, so, so that's got to be said. Even though her character does something incredibly dumb near the end, you're just like, oh dear. <laughs> but, again, the film's silly, but it's got charm, that's what. It's got charm, and it's entertaining. It's more entertaining than the other films that I, I was less keen on that I reviewed the last few days. Uh, you know, I, I, those films actually bored me, but this film never really bored me at any point. I was always entertained by it, so, you know, it's a thumbs up for the man with the golden gun. I'm one of the few people that actually quite like this film, so there you go. Yeah, they, they do exist, so there you have it. So, I will say this though, uh, Roger Moore was good here, but he'd really come into his own with the next one, which is The Spy Who Loved Me, which I will review tomorrow. Definitely looking forward to talking about that one. So, and, oh yeah, I'll, I'll shout out, The Man With The Golden Gun theme song is actually a, a real banger. This is a great tune, really, from Lulu. Not actually a fan of Lulu, she's actually quite annoying. That song shouts annoying. Shut up. <laughs> Although, to be fair, that song she done with Take That, Relight My Fire, that was good. And this one was good too, so she's had two good songs in her career, so there you go. She's always really annoying in interviews. Just thought I'd put that out there. But, uh, no offence, like, do. Anyway, but anyway, anyway, thanks ever so much for listening. Uh, review the spy who loved me tomorrow. So thanks for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.